Welcome to the Super Sentai Brothers. This is episode two of The Spy Who Loved Mega Ranger, the internet's best and only podcast dedicated to Denji Sentai Mega Ranger. Every week we watch an episode of the show and we share our thoughts with you, the listener. My name is Matt J. With me as always is my co-host and brother Dave. Dave, how you doing? Um, doing pretty well, all things considered. You know, I was listening, um... Did we check that there aren't any other Mega Ranger podcasts? Um, I know that we do always say that we're the only one, and we never actually confirmed that that's true before we start saying it. It's it's always been true. Sure. Uh, but we didn't Dave, actually, at no point have we investigated the veracity of this statement. Dave, I don't like to let that many things from outside of the show be part of the show. And so I don't, uh, I just choose not to acknowledge that there are other podcasts that might exist about it. Mm, I, I found out point, later there point, actually was another Jetman show, I think. Was there really? I don't know if it was if it was happening at the same time, but I have heard that there was another, is slash was another Jetman thing. Um, but that doesn't matter because we were and still are the best and only podcast. You can just <laughs> honestly, full stop, best and only podcast. Just we're done. That's right. it. This is the one. I'm sorry, folks. Oh, there okay. used to be other so podcasts. I did, I just, now this I just is punched the one. in real fast Mega Ranger podcast, and I'm going down. There have been a handful of people who mentioned it, and then I saw something and it said the spy who loved Mega Ranger, and I had like a moment of like real intense freak out. And then you realized it was us. <laughs> And then I did, yeah, I did realize, of course, that that, that was that was just us. So that's fine. Nobody else could have that cool name, Dave. Come on, no, no nothing but a couple of cool guys with fun ideas. <laughs> it's like back when uh, back when our five star open segment was officially award winning because we kept buying trophies for each other. Yeah, why did we stop? I think we just kind of fell off doing that. No, um, Dave, I, we I, should... I will tell you why we stopped doing it. We stopped doing it because after three years of saying it was officially award-winning, one of us suggested that we should open up the idea that other people could potentially win the award. Oh, yeah, and we asked for submissions. And then we asked and for submissions. And then people did send stuff. And then stuff. we got submissions. And then I looked at those submissions and I was like... I don't know. I feel like turning this into a joke is a lot of work, but then we never got around to adding it back to the beginning of the show. Good point. Good point. You good know point. what? Maybe this is this is the year we bring it back, Dave. Award ceremony right now. <laughs> well, we would. Okay, Matt. I love the energy that you're bringing. Um, we should listen to the other submissions first. I feel like. I or mean, re-listen to them. We did listen to them, and then we never turned it into a joke. Okay, no, wait, here, here, hold on, hold on. Gonna take a quick pause for the cause. Go, gonna listen to all of those opening segments and weigh their merits. Give me just a second. Okay, I'm back. Yeah, ours is the best. Okay, killer, killer, Matt. Um... So congratulations, Dave. Uh, speaking, <laughs> speaking of which... Um, before we get into episode two of Denji Sentai Mega Ranger, called Look, Our Galaxy Mega, uh, Shining in the Heavens, as always, is our officially award-winning opening segment. Ah, feels good to say it again. It officially does feel good to say it again. Award-winning opening segment. Dave, Shining in the Heavens, there are five stars. What is our first star of the week? So our first star of the week, Matt, is Isolation Update. 
isolation update. So, Matt, how's your, uh, how's that, how's that old shelter in place treating you, buddy? Oh, man, you know, it's, uh, I'm, I'm sheltering. I am in place. Good, good, good. How's it going over there? Things are good. Things are good. It's cool. Everything's Um, great. Yeah. So, we did, here's a fun thing, here's a real, real fun thing, is that, um, Passover is coming up, and it starts Wednesday night, and so we gotta just clean the whole house. <laughs> did, just did that one? Whole... Uh, did that one sneak past you with everything going yeah, on? Yeah, man, just the whole ding dang thing has got to be clean before uh, Wednesday night. So that's rad. Hey, you know, it's it's good to be able to have goals during this time where you're stuck at home. You know? Yeah, it is. Okay, listen. Um, as I said. Kind of last week, you know, thankfully, everybody here is is actually we're all in good health. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that have a lot worse. So I I did have two thoughts. These are actually these are real thoughts, Matt. These aren't joke thoughts. Okay. So here are the two thoughts. I'm open to them. No, 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 no. I know. I know. So the first thought is, listen, I and on one hand, I was thinking about us. I've been thinking about what are we, Matt? What? Like you and I? Just what are we going to? Are we going to put a name on this? What? Anyway, sorry. Um, <laughs> brothers. Super Sentai Brothers. Oh, right. We put good, a name good, on good. it. This Thank is the you. Sixth yeah, there actually is a name for this. So here are the things I thought of. I was thinking about the show, and I was like, man, in the face of all of this craziness, it seems a little silly to still be talking about Denji Sentai Mega Ranger. And then on the other hand, I thought, you know what, man? Um, there is a lot of bad things happening. And if it's going to help you out, I mean, it helps us out to have something to do. And if it helps you out to listen to us babble on <laughs> like a couple of dinguses about Mega Funny dinguses. Oh, of course. Uh, now, here's the about thing, Mega Ranger pe- people are for doing, an hour. People are doing a lot more cooking these days, which means they need to do a lot more uh, dishwashing, which means they That's have more true. podcast time. They do have more podcast time. And, and, and so frankly, I thought, Dave, I've been listening to so many podcasts that I genuinely don't know if the statement I just said is original to me or if I'm repeating something that I heard in a different podcast earlier this week. So, and that's just the truth. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man. So I don't know if we can help out for an hour, then that's, I don't know. I feels like a worthwhile, a worthwhile thing to yeah. do. And then the second thing I thought of is this, because I did mention like, you know, we, we do have it a lot better than a lot of people. You know what I mean? Like, relatively speaking, our, our lives are fairly unaffected. Um, and we're very thankful for that. But you know what? You know, the things are still, in in some ways, a bummer. And I remembered something, and I, I was this was so helpful to me to think about. It was something that our buddy Josh mentioned to me once. Um, I'm not, It's his story so to get into. I'm not going to get into it. But Josh has had some hard times. And... Um, I was talking to him once and I was dealing with something tough and I was like, oh man, you know, I, I feel bad even kind of telling you this because in the face of, of the hard times that you've had, it feels like my, my tough thing isn't, isn't really that tough. And Josh said something, it was one of the wisest things I think anybody's ever said to me. He said, hey man, your 10 is your 10. Like a crummier thing happening to somebody else doesn't mean the crummy thing that is happening to you isn't, isn't crummy. So I think that we have like a, a tendency to be like, ah, oh, well, other people have it worse. So like, I really shouldn't complain. And I just wanted to say like, listen, man, um, things are rough. You're allowed to be bummed out about it. Like you have the freedom to be bummed out about that, even though other people do 
may have it worse Dave, than I, you do. I, I, I appreciate you sharing that because right now I'm going to tell you something. Not I'm going to complain about something very small, and I'm glad that you are, have opened up the door for me to be able See, to See, I'm opening up the floodgates, bad. Matt. This is a service I'm here to provide. Oh, Dave. Okay, so you know everyone's doing like isolation cooking and baking? Yeah, 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 for sure. Save your bones. Make stock. Freeze the fat. Go ahead. Um. So you don't have to freeze. It. You can just put it in the fridge for a while. Sure. Um. So I'm 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 getting in on that a bit myself. You know I I'm I don't do that much cooking at home, but I I I've got a well stocked kitchen. I am you right. Know, I'm a, you've I'm got a, an instant pot. Sure, I'm a decent. You've pot. got another pot. Sure, you have at least two pots. I have two pots. One of them is instant. The other one is manual. <laughs> um. Anyway, I, I was looking around my cupboards, and I'm like, man, what do I have that I can do something interesting with? And I realized that I had bought a thing of um, masa, masa harina, uh, some months ago for, like, a chili recipe. And I never used it for any. I used, like, two tablespoons. Oh, the, 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 yeah, Mexican, Mexican like, corn, corn flour, flour, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And I was like, man, I could get it. I could, like, I could be a guy who makes his own tortillas. That could be my new thing. You could. So I ordered a tortilla press. And it arrived, okay. and I was very now, excited Matt, just about this. Real quickly, I do just, I gotta ask. Yeah. I gotta ask, Matt. You did also order a banjo, did you not? Well, Dave, the banjo hasn't arrived yet, and I'm saving that for next week's isolation update. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I just, you know, Matt, I feel like, you know, uh, one t- a tortilla press, all right. A banjo, all right. A tortilla press and a banjo within a week of each other? Are we walking down a, a dangerous road, my friend. Dave, listen, I I got. I, I don't got, know what's at the end of that road. Neither do I. But I'm gonna. We're gonna find out together. This is a, <laughs> this is a journal concern. of our experience. Listen, Matt. If you need to come live with me to stave off isolation madness, ah, uh, you can do that, Dave, man. You say that now, but you know I would bring the banjo, and you don't want that. I do. The kids love a banjo. Everyone loves a banjo. Well, we'll find out how my neighbors feel about a banjo. But that's that's for next week's isolation <laughs> update. Uh, no, I, I got this tortilla press, and I was super. I was excited for days, like waiting for it. I'm like, yes, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna do it. Like, it's literally just like masa harina, water, and a little bit of salt, and then you make them. And it's like that is all, right? Like, eat, like I'm not a great cook, but even I can't mess that up. Well, Dave, I messed it up so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I messed it up in ways that I did not know were possible. And the thing is, like, having never done it before, like, I just didn't know how it was supposed to look or feel. So I was just, like, kind of looking at some numbers and guessing at some stuff. Because it said use between one and a half to two cups of water. And I, I, basically, what ended up happening is I made the dough too wet. And so I would put it in the press. And then when I opened the press up, it was just, like glued to oh, the, the, the little plastic yeah, sheets yeah, that yeah. I put in there. Like, there was no way to remove it from there. And then I tried again and again, and, like, the, like I could never get the plastic things clean, and so I could never, like... It just each time got progressively gluier and more difficult until I just threw the whole thing away. And I realized, like, an hour later, all I had to do was just add some more dry masa to it to, like, thin it out a little bit. But at that point, I was already like, I, like it was, I was already the, broken. Experiment. Like, but you can go back again, Matt. This well, is not the, this a, is know. this is the this is the 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 final bit is that I did do it again over the weekend, and it turned out great. Ah, 
What a delightful end to that story, Matt. Yeah, so I did it again, and this morning, I put a fried egg on a taco shell, and it was great. That feels, yeah, that feels real, real excellent. Yeah, a little sriracha on, no, not, not sriracha, I had some different hot sauce. I gotta get more hot sauces. Okay, no. Oh, dude, you're, you're talking to the guy, man. I love hot sauce. Well, here's I got, like, the a whole uh, shelf in my refrigerator. I know, I know. The problem is, Dave, is that now I'm just thinking about things that I can acquire to, like, distract me from being at home too much. And I can't become a hot sauce guy on top of tortilla press guy and banjo guy. Yeah, that is, again, that is a dangerous road that you're treading there. Anyway, Dave, what is our second start of the week? So our second start of the week, Matt, is a little bit of a uh, it's a little bit of a weird one. It's uh, as we record this, it's April the sixth. You'll be hearing it probably on April the seventh or maybe eighth. I don't know how busy producer Mark is. Um, the world's topsy turvy. Everything is strange. Anyways, um, we did for, so April Fools was last week, and uh, silver linings. Everybody sort of collectively agreed that this year we were skipping April Fool's. And that's great because April Fool's sucks and is the worst. Yes. Generally speaking, April As Fool's a rule. is bad. But what it does mean is that in the midst of all this craziness, you and I uh, totally forgot to do our April Fool's episode. Yes. We've been doing April Fool's. I think we've done two in a row, right? Yeah, this would have been our so. third. Uh, where we make up a Sentai series and we do an episode about it as though we had watched a TV show that does not exist. Yeah. And like so anyways. Yeah, and I realized that we had missed it and I was really disappointed not because it's like like it has to be an April Fools thing, but like that's sort of like when we first started doing it and I really enjoyed the times that we've done that together. They are really fun. Um so anyways, we did forget to do it. Um if you hear, which means, of course, that if you hear any like weird and crazy episodes coming up in the next handful of weeks, um, they're totally and completely real. Right, because we would only, you know, we wouldn't want to break with tradition in doing them on April Fools. Yeah, no, certainly not. We are uh, without tradition, Matt. What are we? We're not May Fools. Come on, now. So, uh, <laughs> but I look like what, a June Matt? fool to you. <laughs> what is our third star of the week? A third star of the week is that uh, this past weekend. Was uh, the showcase of the Immortals, Dave? WrestleMania. WrestleMania, WrestleMania was yeah, this week. Grandest stage of them all. Um, except that, of course, this year it was a little weird because they did still do WrestleMania, but they did it without an audience because obviously people aren't like filling stadiums right now for any reason. Yeah, uh, man, I'm not gonna lie that that sounds like a fever dream. Oh, dude. Okay. Like watching WrestleMania, but with no, it seems like bizarre French theater. They, okay, it is the idea of watching WrestleMania with no nobody watching, watching wrestling without a crowd. The stuff that they're doing is still good, but there's no like you know there's a, there's an energy that's not there. Yeah, no this this absolutely sounds like avant garde French theater. Well, here's the thing: S- cinema matches. Sorry, <laughs> cinema. Some of the matches were just like regular old wrestling matches, or you know, some of them were good, some of them were bad. But like without anybody there, you know, like the wrestlers would come out, and the things that they do when they come out, like the motions that they take and the poses that they do, and like their entrances and stuff, and like their you know, like the things that they say, are all like hardwired into them to like 
go out to the crowd. Right. There's no crowd. There's no, so, were like, they, they doing like imaginary high fives as they came down the ramp? Like No, but like they would come down and get in the ring and like preen as though there were people there to appreciate it. <laughs> Or, like, they would be in the middle of the match and, like, throw somebody over the top rope and then turn and, like, throw their arms out wide as though people were going to applaud them. Dude, that sounds so strange. It was wild. And that was just the... Did they put in... Hold up. Did they, the did they try to do, like, now, a special effects? Like, did they put in, like, more music or crowd noises or something? Or was it literally just dudes no, wrestling in silence silent. to an empty stadium? Yeah, that was it. Okay, so here's the thing, dude. I've got to find some clips of this. There were two regular this sounds uh, two regular nights of strange. wrestling. They split it up into two nights. Um, most of the matches, like I said, like they were weird in that way, but they were actual like matches in the ring. Okay. Um, also, it's weird because like you could hear the people talking to each other in the middle of the match. Okay. Where normally you like you only sort of see them shouting at each other. You actually got to hear what they were saying to each other, which is very weird. Um, but okay. Each night had a pre-taped like film version of a wrestling match, and those those are the real highlight. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, I I will definitely take some time and try and find that. Okay, Dave. So, what is our fourth star of the week? So this is a very quick one. This is just like, dude, nothing's happening, man. I'm just talking about like TV I watched. I say that as though we don't regularly talk about TV I watched. Anyways, Beth and I just finished a season of this show, and it's called Britain's Best Home Cook, or just Best Home Cook, but if you're in America, you would find it under Britain's, I guess. It's on Hulu. Anyways, the point is this. It's a great show. It's super chill, as most like British uh, you know, competition shows tend to be. There was another one about pottery that we just watched, which was very nice. Mm-hmm. And But the wild thing about Britain's Best Home Cook is it is exactly the format of MasterChef. Okay. Uh, if you've ever seen MasterChef, like in the in the sense that like the number of challenges is the same and like everybody does one and then there's sort of like a surprise one and then there's like an elimination one and then somebody like has to go home. Uh, and what struck me about it that was really wild is that it's again, it's literally the exact same format Except it's just like... It's nice. It's so nice. Like, it's so extraordinarily chill. Everybody is like... I just (laughs) turned to Beth and I was like... There was a guy that was on some American TV show. And he rather famously said like, Listen, I'm here to win. I'm not here to make friends. But then you watch the British version and everybody says, like, the best part about all this is the friends you make. Like, I'm absolutely here to make friends. That's the best part. Like, the winner of the show, there was not even, like, a, oh, everyone comes back and, like, your friends and family are here to see who wins. It's literally just, like, the three finalists and the judges and they're like, you won. Here's a bouquet of flowers. And then there's, like, two or three minutes of wrap-up interviews with the six people that were in the room and that was it. Like, it was so incredibly downplayed <laughs> and relaxed. Um, it was just a very... Yeah, I recommend it. It was a great show. Uh, what, Matt, is our fifth star of the week? Dave, our fifth star of the week, speaking of relaxing things, of like pieces of media, uh, I got that Animal Crossing game. I hear very good things about Animal Crossing. I've never played one. Okay, neither had I. 
And so I was a little skeptical because I'm like, listen, it looks like you're just a little cartoon boy and you run around an island and like you talk to your new friend who is a rabbit and then you like collect rocks and turn those rocks into a thing. And the thing is, that actually is kind of the whole game, so far at least. But okay. it's, it is a game, it is, it, it's a very nice game. The, the background music is astonishingly chill. I tried to find the pause button, and there's no pause button, because there's no threats in this, there are no threats in the game. Oh, like, it, what would you be pausing for? Like, there's, there's, no, there's no timer, and there are no threats. So, like, you can just stop and walk away, but there's nothing to, like, you, there's no action to pause. You just, you make a little house, and you fill it with nice things, and you set up your town, and you welcome new people to it. And what's nice is that in the game, you can, like, walk around and go up to the beach, and then go visit your friends' islands, and say hello to them. And it's very nice, because those are things I can't do. It's been very nice to just, like, hang out and chill in this, like relaxing animal world highly recommended love it love it love it love it you know what else is highly recommended dave i got an idea it's episode two of denji Time mega ranger oh dang i was it's right called, it's called look our galaxy mega it was written by junki takagami its original air date february 21st 1997 you can watch along on shoutfactory.tv or you can buy the dvds from that same company and I recommend that you do one of those two things. Because, guys, I think Mega Ranger is very good. Yeah, I think I've, Mega Ranger is extremely, extremely good. I'm trying to watch ahead a little bit. And so I have actually already watched next week's episode. And i got to tell you, I'm excited to talk about this one today. I'm very excited to talk about that one next week. But we will do that next week when we do that episode. But now we're going to talk about this episode, which we're going to do right now. Uh, and we will be right back. Okay, welcome back. Uh, as previously mentioned, Mega Ranger rules. Yeah, this is very, very good. Uh, so this episode picks up right where the last one left off. They have flown into space, escaping the destruction of the Nasada base. Uh, and they, like, they're on a shuttle flying into orbit. Yeah. So one of the things that we are going to get um, from from over the course of this episode, and, and I really, really dig it, is that the the Rangers in this one are are high school students, yes. right? And like the Rangers generally age somewhere between like high school and no older than presumably like their I don't know mid twenties. I think um, I feel like O Ranger had like the sort of oldest vibe, and even they did not seem like terribly yeah, old. Yeah, you'll get people who are like in twenties. Yeah. So, anyways, but one of the things that I really dig about this is that they're they're high school students, and they do a really a really excellent job. Like they have a very high school energy, and they don't they are not prepared for this at all. And the actors are doing a killer job of of portraying. The sort of like wild and crazy excitement of teenagers kind of being thrust into this into this situation. So there were two things um, real quickly that I wanted to mention from the opener. And the one is that I didn't notice this last week, but there is a guy at the beginning who says like, da-da-da-da-da, Mega Ranger. And he uh-huh. super duper sounds like an opening from like a 1997 video game. So I, I just thought that was a great touch. Like I didn't notice it last week. Uh, oh, and then the other thing I was going to mention 
is I feel like this will become relevant later is that in the uh, retrospective for last week's episode, they mentioned that the organization that they're part of, the Mega Rangers are, is called INET. And I know I was a little confused about it last week because the sign in the front said like Nasada or Nasada. It wasn't yeah. NASA, Nasada. Um, but that's not, that's like a cover. The real thing is INET. So if we reference yeah. INET, that's. The thing is that I don't know about. what Nasada is now because I assumed that was the name of the organization, but maybe that was just the name of the base. I I get the impression that maybe Nasada was like a a real thing that they were maybe using as like a cover. I don't know. I mean, I'm right. I'll tell you what. Let's pay attention. If people's ever mention Nasada again, then it is important. Otherwise, then, then we'll know. But yeah, but Inet is the organization. So they're on this shuttle. Matt said they're on the shuttle up in space, and the Rangers are just walking around. It's like, so what's up with all this though? This is wild and crazy. Like what's like we crushed it. Like we did a great job. Yeah, awesome. And, like we beat that monster. Doctor Kabuto is talking to the uh, the people who are on the shuttle, like the the shuttle team. They're wandering around the shuttle, and then the ship, the mega ship, is the thing that we actually saw in the very beginning of the previous episode. Yeah, um, and it is like it is their frontline base. It is the thing that Doctor uh, Kubota has already has been like working on. This whole time. Like, that is his... That plus Mega Ranger is, like, his main project. So, this is a a little bit of a digression, Matt. But when I saw that, it's... First of all, it's a very, very cool-looking ship. And have you seen... It's been floating around the internet. It's a great article. It's on Jalopnik, actually. Uh, And the writer is a dude named Jason Torchinsky. Great. And he wrote this article, and he said, Listen, you can tell what if a show has spaceships... You can automatically tell what kind of show it's going to be based on what the main ship looks like. Okay. And there are class uh, zero. There's four, eight classes, class zero through seven. And class four is lots of detail, but anything goes. And it just reads, if you see spacecraft covered with complex plumbing and parts and probes and whatevers, but wildly varying in size and design, expect a space opera kind of ride with plenty of techno babble, but little coherent theory behind how anything works. It's all just techno magic. And I saw this and I thought of the article to go to look it up. And I was like, yep, that is exactly correct. Yep, that, that seems pretty on, pretty on track. Uh, so the, the shuttle does this sort of like complicated docking maneuver where it like flips around so it's floating towards the mega ship in reverse and then the mega ship's like nose pops open into like it splits in half and the shuttle just kind of like slides in like a bit like parallel parks sort of it's yeah weird. it's a really again i know we mentioned this last week but like it's a really slick model uh anyway so um we get that black dude who is speaking with inexplicably is speaking with a japanese accent again the people are kind of crowding around. The teenagers aren't there. The rangers, that is. They're not there. They're kind of in and about, but they're not there in this moment. Yeah, like and they walked over like, to look out the window. Yeah, talking to Dr. Kubota, and they're like, hey, um, Dr. Kubota, this maybe is a bad idea, though? And he says, well, listen, man, uh, kind of good. He doesn't say good idea or bad idea. He's like, listen, uh, once you wear the suit, it like hard codes to your DNA, and we do not have time to make another one. So right. and his, his second in command is like, yeah, but they are high school kids. <laughs> and Kubota, <laughs> it, it, Kubota in a moment of like really, truly great, um, like forced optimism 
Kubota says, like, yes, well, we're just going to have to trust in their youth and potential. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, listen, man, I don't know why we're still talking about this. Like, there's there are no other options. Like, they're already the Mega Rangers. So, like, we do we you can see it in his eyes. It's like there's no reason to keep discussing this. Like, the decision has already been made. Like, if we hadn't already done it, then we would have all blown up on Earth. And now they're the Mega Rangers. So deal with it. Yeah, so um, they're kind of like, the Rangers are out at like this viewing port, and they're kind of like losing their minds, very reasonably so. Like, l- yeah, it's very cool. Frankly, they're not losing their minds enough. Yeah, um, well, they're, you know, they're very cool. They're very on top of it. That's why they're going to make great Mega Rangers, Matt. But there is a little back and forth right. between them. They're like, are we really, um, so we're superheroes now, like definitely. Like, can, we do, can we actually pull this off? And I think that's very yeah. cool because they use this scene to, not for all the characters, but I feel as though they do a lot of character development work just in this conversation. Yeah, they do. They do. Uh, Koichiru, who is uh, Mega Black, he is definitely the most kind of serious among them. He's the most serious, but it also seems like he's the most like pure-hearted and altruistic a little bit. Um, he- I, yeah, I can see that. I felt like he gave off like a very determined vibe. He's like, I'm kind of, I'm a little apprehensive about this, but like, I'm also determined to like do the right thing. Yeah, he says like, listen, there are bad people, in, like there are good people in the world, but there are also bad people in the world and we need to be there to like deal with the bad people. Like we we can do this. And the 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 Pink Ranger, um, what's her name? Miku. Miku. Is like, man, I don't know. Like, can we really, though? And the blue... <laughs> I the, Shun, the Blue Ranger, I love. Because Shun is like... Shun is a jerk. Shun is a guy who is very smart and, like, does not uh, have people skills and thinks yeah, he that he's definitely above everybody not. else. Okay, so Kenda says, well, listen, I've always been a free spirit. I think if we all try our best, then it'll be great. And Shun just immediately is like, oh my gosh, like, this guy is too much. I should have picked my friends better. What have I gotten myself into? (laughs) You're clearly a moron. (laughs) So uh, as they're discussing this, there's this great, like, holograph, like, holograph cube of Dr. Kubota. And he's like, you guys have got to, like, come, come back to the bridge right now. So they go back to the bridge. Uh, we get we get that dude with his accent again. I'm loving it. And what we hear is that Nezere power is increasing. Uh, and what they actually mean by that, I think, is that like there's a spike of Nezere power, and like we've sort of managed to locate it. Right. Okay. And so, and what that means is that like as the, like the Nezere people are like from a different dimension and when they encroach upon our dimension you could like we have sensors to see when and where it's going to happen by like monitoring the energy that comes off of that dimension like you said total like cycle about like it is happening it is happening in japan it is happening at this one particular town right and kencha's oh so we do get a quick uh thing uh dr kubota says listen your suits are all programmed and he kind of like goes through like, oh, you know, you're a, a, you know, satellite or a digital digital phone or, or whatever. And he says, Mega Red, this I think is going to be key. Uh, Dave, Dave it's, it's, not just, it's not just a digital cell phone. It is a digital cell phone that is, uh, see, I wrote this down because 
he, he was very specific to say it has been programmed with all of the best available <laughs> abilities. I don't know what those cell phone abilities were in 1997. Uh, making phone calls, I think. All of the best ones. All, all of, of the best um, abilities. You could download like MIDI files of your of your favorite Ring songs. Tones, ringtones, yeah. Yeah. So Maybe you could play Snake. Mega Red, uh, Kenta, he says, well, what special ability does my suit have? And he says, your suit does not have a special ability. And Kenta's like, aw. And then he says, listen, your thing is that like you're a PC so you can kind of get programmed with with whatever we need. You're like an all-purpose warrior. And Kenta's like, oh, okay, well, that's that's actually pretty rad. Yeah. Um, well, it, and then they dig on Kenta again. <laughs> yeah, he says it's rad. And, but then Shun says, like, yeah, that would be rad if you knew anything about programming. You, like, break out into hives whenever you see a keyboard. You're an idiot. Uh, <laughs> then Kenta's like, hey. And, like, and those then- two start fighting. Uh, Kirichiru, like, steps in between them. To act as a peacemaker and then like they're like okay now we, we, we have business go. to take right. care of here yeah like ex- character exposition handled let's go fight so what we find out is that the incursion is uh not only in their hometown it is centered on the arcade kenta's favorite arcade yes and he's like my little buddies we gotta get down there and he just like runs for the door <laughs> we are in space right now you can't just run out the door <laughs> And he's like, you got to send me down right now. And then we cut away. Um, so presumably he does. So we we go from there and we uh, get a little spot, uh, look into the Nezere base. And it's Dr. What's that Wolverine? What's that dude's name again? Hinalar. Uh, Hinalar. Thank you. There's Dr. Hinalar. And I should remember these bad guys' names. Um, I remember Uganda. Yeah, there's Uganda and Hinalar and Shibolena, I think is her name. Yeah. Shibolena is the, okay. the sort of femme fate, not femme fatale, but yeah, she's there. Anyways, um, they're like, hey, we we crushed it. Like, we got in there. We destroyed their oh, base. Yeah, they, they, are, they are talking into some sort of, like, difficult to perceive uh, communication screen. They are talking to their leader, whose name is Javius the First. Yes. And they're like, we destroyed the base. We're great. And then he's like, okay, good job. Go back and destroy Earth. And then all three are like, we'll do anything for you, Javius the First. And then they're going to... Well, the, you know, the, the other two say like, yes, we will go succeed on your behalf. Uganda says, I will sacrifice my life for you. Which like, Uganda, you're supposed to try to go down and win. Like... Don't I mean, I guess that that's like, what it takes, but like, no one's asking you to do that, right? I, I'm just, I'm just getting the vibe that Uganda is a bit extra. Yeah. So down on Earth, um, in the arcade, we see the the telltale sign of Nezare energy coming in. Uh, a, a empty pop can twists itself up. Well, that's clearly weird. We should run screaming. So, um, so they do freak out. So we get to see, uh, the Mega Rangers. Oh, the Mega Rangers are back in the game. Cause like, that's the game they're playing. We see the Mega Rangers there when they had disappeared before. So we can't go to the Rangers themselves and Kent is already gone. Like the other four are together and Kent is gone. And they're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this like, guy, he, he was here like 30 seconds ago. Where is this dude? Like we need to stay together. <laughs> and then, so the ship. Uh, the ship kind of is like fly. The evil ship is like flying around, 
And Dr. Hindelar announces, he's like, everyone on Earth, submit, or you will be twisted to death. Gruesome. Uh, which is a great, that's a terrifying threat. Uh, I've ne- No one's ever threatened to <laughs> twist me to death, and I'm disturbed by the implications. Uh, we, we, we see this week's monster. It is Stingray Nesere, which is just like... Yeah, it's not a great... upright Stingray dude with arms and legs. He is very much a first monster of the week, monster of the week. You know, like, very basic, proof of concept, give you an idea of what the naming structure is going to be, and that's basically it. Yeah, he does not... And you know the thing that's... there There is a cool way that you could have done, like, a... Like a stingray monster. Oh, sure. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Uh, they, they just didn't do that. Yeah. There was a cool mutant stingray thing in uh, Ninja Turtles. I literally just typed into the Google TMND stingray. He might have been a manta ray now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, he was a manta ray, but you know what? Yeah, he does look a lot cooler than Nezer- stingray Nezere. He looks Listen, pretty manta rad. Ra- <laughs> Manta rays are the coolest of all the rays. Yeah, you okay. That's, yeah, that's, that is definitely true. His name was Ray by the way. Sure um, it was. I assume short for Raymond. Anyways. Manta Raymond. Manta Raymond. <laughs> um, so Kenta kind of like rolls up. He sees Stingray Nezere, and he's just like, hey, you, it's a very good opening. Like, it's really cool. He sort of like strides on and like throws his shoulders back and gives him a look and is like, hey, jerk, like you got to stop. And then he like runs over and throws a punch and has, again, has zero superpowers. He is just a kid right, in high like, school trying to fight a terrifying not, space monster. Well, he has not transformed. Right. Oh, yeah. He doesn't buy attention. He's just like, hey, uh, it does not work at all. Goes over. And then, like, Stingray Nezere seems very confused by this. He's like, why is this one kid trying to fight me? Like, like, I will kill him. Just That's a, not a problem. There was just a moment ago, a policeman was trying to shoot me with bullets, and they didn't do anything. This kid is just trying to, like, kick me. Yeah. Um, and again, he's like, I definitely will kill you. Like, that's not that's not a problem. No, no, no. I, I know how to respond to this situation. I'm just surprised why it's happening. Uh, so, Kenta is just getting himself, like, thrown around. Like, literally, like, thrown around with eye lasers. Or, like, grappling him. Uh, the other four run up. They're like, okay, here he is. <laughs> We found him. We found we, we found, found our big dumb. We idiot. found our dumb leader. Now, to their credit, uh, while Kenta is getting beat up, basically, uh, they do not try to get involved because they don't have superpowers, and they're the smart right. ones. Right. These four are the smart kids. Yeah. Kenta has a big heart, but that's a, that's what he's got going for him. So um, he's great at video games. Once once they that Stingray Nezere sort of like electro hurls kenta at their feet and they're sort of conveniently lined up then kenta just sort of like pops up and is like all right guys ready to go and then they all strike a really cool pose and then there's like a very anticlimactic pause where they like flip open their things and they all have to punch in like three three five enter and then the energy picks, like, right back up. It's like, build, 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 just drop to zero for about five seconds, and then ramp way straight back up. Dave, I have a prediction, and it is this. By the end of the season, when the Mega Rangers pull out their Transformers, or whatever they're called, they're going to do the thing, and they're going to flip it open, and they're going to press those numbers, and it's going to be, like, three, three, five. 
Like, now it's on. Just remember this. Remember this conversation for our Mega Um, Ranger wrap-up episode. Remember this moment. So when they henshin, that's when the program... Because a computer program can only be in one place at a time, Matt. Sure. So when they henshin, the Mega Ranger figures disappear from the game. So that's why they were back, is because the Rangers hadn't henshined. Right, and when, when they transform... The, 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 the Nezere, like Dr. Hinalar on his ship is like, wait a second, they just digitally transformed. I had no idea that humans had that sort of technological capabilities. This is weird. We are all having a weird day. This is all, yeah, nobody's, nobody's sure what's going on at this point. Because I think what's interesting is that like in the previous episode, they had encountered the Mega Rangers, but they encountered them as the Mega Rangers, like they hadn't, they had, they didn't know that they were transformed high school kids. They just, oh yeah, Don, no, that's a very good point. You know? Yeah, I, I hadn't put that together until you you said it. So like, wait, that's what those things were? Wild. So, uh, so he goes, he's still that. He's like, well, that's very cool that you have this technology. Still though, Stingray, do twist them to death, please. So uh, the fight actually goes very poorly for the Rangers at first. Like they're just not prepared for this he just sort of does like a line punch and sort of like knocks all of them out in a row and then i think it is um Kuchiru says like we need to combine as one and then kent is like yes we need to like the power of five he doesn't say the power of five but he's like <laughs> and then shun says what are you talking about what does that mean <laughs> which is very reasonable because they're all like throwing this out Dr. Kabuta has explained none of this to them. They just say combination right. program and they all out. Here's the okay, here is the only thing I can think of. Kenta says we need to use our combination program. He's the PC. So maybe he's got some sort of like heads up display in his helmet. And remember the suits are pre-programmed. So maybe all he has to do is like select combination program and the suits know what to do even if the human pilots are clueless. So the um, Chisato Mega Yellow is the, um, mm-hmm. is the camera. And so she does uh, like, she does this camera flash and it's the same as last episode. Sure. She that teleports it, all five of them into a digital dimension of like, a, it's, it's a digital hell dimension. I think I'm not yeah, sure exactly what it is. I think that's very much the vibe that I get. And so they um, much like they throw some com, they throw some punches. Uh, Stingray like flies around a little bit. Uh, Mega Black like catches him mid like flying. Sw- I think they get the idea that like Stingray can fly because he's got those wing things. Forgetting that Stingrays are fish, but whatever. Sure, um, I mean this guy can also walk too. So you know, there's there's a lot of things that are different between him and a regular Stingray. Fair enough. And so um, Mega Black just sort of like catches him and then. Does like a throwy twist, and that's very neat. And then this is where we get to see what weapons they have. Yes, they so, all summon their like they go into their like in the helmet menu options and select their super weapons. So yeah. as we saw in, saw in the previous episode, uh, Mega Red has a drill saber, which is a sword that is also a drill. Yeah, uh, uh, Mega Black has it's called the Mega Rod, and it's like a pole arm with like a like a two points out kind of crescent moon blade thing at the end of it there's a name for this this is like a classic i think like chinese uh, martial arts weapon but i don't know the name of it yeah mega yellow has a i think it's supposed to be a slingshot but it just seems to be like a laser blaster i don't know it's weird 
And then Pink has, it's called Pink Capture. It's some sort of like satellite dish. It just seems to be a blaster. I don't know. Maybe we'll find out later that it has additional capabilities. So um, they they kind of use all, they all use their weapons and they, they fight. And um, Stingray goes down in the Digiverse. And then they sort of transport back to the main world, the real world, IRL. That seems appropriate to say IRL. And the Rangers do a very cool slow walk towards him. And he stands up and he's like, I'm at a disadvantage on Earth. And then he like, he flies, like he does like a flying swoop past them and then just like flies away. So I'm not sure if he means like on Earth, like on Terra or on Earth, like standing on the ground. But in either case, he's gone. Yeah. So he's flying away and Kenta shouts up to Dr. Uh Kubota and says, "Hey, um, that dude is flying away. Do we have any like tools that we can use to chase them?" Oh my gosh, do they ever? Yes, and they, they do. Do they very much do? Boy, do they! Oh my gosh. So Doctor Kubota says, "All right, send down the cyber sliders. They're like cyber sliders, and what the cyber sliders are are like rocket surfboards." Yes, um, they are flying rocket surfboards. Dude, it's amazing. I think it might just be because I really like the Silver Surfer, but I have anybody who rides a rocket. I love the concept of rocket surfboard. Like flying surfboard is extremely, extremely good. It's extremely good, and I love it. Okay, here's how it gets better, though. They're chasing him through the city, and then... Okay, this this is very difficult to sort of wrap my head around because it seems like what happens is they are flying through the physical space of the city and then they go into like a warp tunnel. Yeah. Um, but that warp tunnel, I can't tell if that's something to do with the Nezerate dimension or if they are literally surfing through cyberspace on their way out to space space. Yeah, it's really unclear. It see it does seem to be some sort of like teleport because they're like they break Atmo like super fast. They're in this tunnel for like three right. sec, thir- fifteen seconds or something, and then they're already in in like far Earth orbit. So yeah, it's a little tricky to figure out what's happening, right? Because okay, so they're on these surfboards and they're flying through space or cyberspace or whatever it is, and they're shifting back and forth very quickly. And you're getting like a bunch of different camera angles on them, but it's not super clear what is happening because, and I think the reason it's blurry is that it's 1997 and they're doing like CGI stuff to have these superheroes on flying rocket ship surfboards, like flying around and like doing like weird camera cuts. And it's very blurry, I think, because you kind of need to blur it to make it look like it's not 1997 CGI. Yeah, but they do like they do a real good job of covering. Oh, um, sure. Like it it's, looks it's great. Very, it's very just satisfying. a little unclear as to what's actually happening. Yeah, so um, so now they're out in, in space. Um, so that's pretty wild. Um, Stingray gets out to that like Sphinx base that the Nezire have. Oh, their name as a group are the Nezireggie. Is that it? Oh, gosh. I have it written down on my notes from last episode. It's something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nezeregia. That's it. Nezeregia. Yes. So the they get out to like the Nezeregia ship, and he's like, <laughs> Dr. Hindelar is just like, you idiots. 
I have like ship class weaponry on this thing. And he just starts like shooting them with extremely powerful laser blasts. They're like, oh no. And then there's like a teleport recall function yeah. that Dr. Kubota has. So they all like turn into blips of light and teleport back to uh, Megaship. Mega Base. Which is a base. Megaship, sorry. Uh, then yeah. <laughs> Dr. Hitler looks over and he's like, oh, they have a ship too. Crap. Like, oh dang. Um, he is, I feel like he's suitably impressed. It's very cool. So he's blasting their ship. There's some very cool, uh, like, energy shield uh-huh. CGI. It looks real neat. And then... Mega ship fires uh, back with its own particle cannons. Mega particle cannon, man. Mega particle cannon, I'm sorry. It was extremely good. Uh, and then they say, like, all right, transformation, which I thought was extremely fast. I did not think that we were going to get a giant robot in in. Ep- episode two well but we now, got one. it's it's reasonable for you to assume that you wouldn't get on an episode two because we have not been introduced to five individual robots yeah and so you thought that that had to happen before they got a giant robot but dave apparently that is not true yeah this is pretty wild it's not a combination robot it is just a tri- the mega ship just transforms into it's called galaxy mega and dude, Galaxy Mega rules. Oh, Galaxy Mega is extremely dope. So the, uh, the main body so, of Mega Ship becomes the like torso, arms, and legs of Galaxy Mega, and the yeah. shuttle that they had flown up to space on transforms into head. like the the head cockpit thing. And yeah, I, what I love about the head is that it's got the sort of like like original Power Rangers Megazord mouth or like the the Optimus Prime mouth? The Optimus Prime mouth, yeah. It looks very good. Dude, it's very cool. Um, I should also be noted that uh, Galaxy Mega puts off an extremely strong Voltron vibe. Yes. Well, I, I think a lot of the reason it puts off that vibe is because it's flying in space, which yeah, is not I, something I, we usually get. It We don't, and it makes the... Uh, it makes the choreography really, really cool because there it's not like a giant robot like tromping around. It's this it's floating in space and they really do an amazing job of making it look very like fluid and floaty and it's kind of just like hovering there and spinning around. It's got like jet thrusters on it to maneuver it. And then it uh, busts out its power, which it's called the Mega Saber, unsurprisingly. Um, yeah, dude. But yeah, like the way that it charges towards the, the enemy spaceship to attack it, like it can't run. It just has a bunch of thrusters on its back. It's extremely cool. I like Me- Ga- Galaxy Mega a lot. Yeah. Oh, anyway, they cut the ship in half. It's very good. Yeah, they cut the ship in half and, th- and then that's it. Um, uh, they, 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 so they, I guess they don't go back to base. They, you know, they, they walk downstairs into the rest of the base robot and they're like, oh yeah, we did it. It's cool. Mega Ranger win. Just like in that video game that we all play. Um, and the thing is, the the thing that I really like about this is that at this point, they just think that they won and that there are not going like everybody to be... thinks that they won. Right, like they at this point do not know that there are going to be more episodes of Mega Ranger. They're like, well, we there was a threat, we became superheroes, we defeated the threat, good for us. Like great job. Now we need to like get back to high school. And at first even um Dr. Kubota is like, gosh, well, huh. That 
that did seem to go super well. And they're like, hey, can we like keep these as souvenirs? Like we had a great time, but like we do have a test to get back to. And Kent is like, wait, there's a test? And they're like, yeah, dude, you would know that if you didn't fall asleep in class all the time. He's like, I am not prepared for this, but it's okay because when I transform into Mega Red, like I'll have my PC my, my powers and I'll be brain. able to. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, you can't do that. That's, that's deeply unethical. Um, so then they get an alert that like, oh, like, whoop, 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 like Nezere energy is rising. And then Dr. Kubota says, There will oh, be more well. episodes of this show. <laughs> Effectively. Right. Our fight has only just begun. The uh, beginning. And then that's it. <laughs> yeah, and that, that is it for the episode, Dave. But it is not it for our episode. Because well, now, real quickly, are we assuming that Stingray is dead? We don't um, actually see actually, him die. He just he flies back to the thing. Okay. I tell you what. I, I don't know if ass- he's dead, but I don't think we're going to see him again. I was going to say, let's assume that this nerd is dead, and then if he shows up again, we can re-rank him if necessary. Okay, so we're, we're starting closer to the bottom of the list. We're starting very close to the bottom. Like, he's not terrible, but he's... Okay, well, I don't know, man. Okay, number um, number 167 on the list is Jet Fighter Dimension. That was the first monster of the week from uh, Jetman. Jet and then Baron actually right, right, is be- 141. right below Jet Fighter Dimension is Barra Drill, which was the first monster of the week from um, O-Ranger. He's no Baron String. Well, Baron String at least was around for two episodes. I think he's not as good as Jet Fighter Dimension. Okay. And he doesn't look as cool as Barra Drill, and he he dies. Let's so, see. I mean, they all die, I guess. But I I think he just goes underneath Barra Drill. I think that's fair. I know this is not like a super deep discussion on this guy, but I think that's kind of all he deserves. Yeah, that's listen, man. He was a weird Stingray man. He didn't look particularly. He didn't even look cool for a Stingray man. Yeah, which is a real shame. Yeah, he they didn't even give him like a laser blast Stingray tail, like nothing. He's just. Right, he did have a tail, but he just swang it around and hit people. Yeah, with it was it. it was dumb. He didn't even twist anybody to death. It was his one thing. <laughs> he had one job, a terrible job, a very upsetting job. But he only had one of them, and he didn't even do it. Uh, but Dave, that is going to do it for another episode of the Spy Who Loved Mega Ranger. Before we finish up here, I'd like to remind you all that you can email the show at supersentibrothers at gmail dot com. You want to get any updates on future episodes or check out the things we're talking about on Twitter, uh, we are at Super Sentai Bros. If you like the show, please remember that shining in the iTunes review section, there are five stars. Uh, if you want to rate, review on there, or subscribe, or tell a friend. Beginning of the new season, always a good time to tell a friend. Every week is a good time to tell a friend about the Super Sentai Brothers. <laughs> uh, the Super Sentai Brothers are a production of Retrograde Orbit Radio. If you'd like to listen to any of the other great Retrograde Orbit Radio shows, you can find them all at RetrogradeOrbitRadio.com. Once again, we are the Super Sentai Brothers. I'm Matt. I'm Dave. And we'll see you next week for the greatest show on Earth.